0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from
1: Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day. Every day, with takes from
1: someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast uh, of course, our YouTube page here, 94WIP, subscribe there. A ton of great content on the YouTube page. Go Birds, High Hopes, the Clap Your Hands podcast, some live stuff from WIP, some um, segments from WIP, interviews, it'll all be up there. Check out our YouTube page and and click subscribe there. All right, so today I wanted to get into Eagles-Cowboys, and, and obviously this week's been a big week, Dallas week, and, and all the great rivalry stories. Ray Dandenger had a great one yesterday on the morning show talking about you know, back in Dick Vermeil's day and kind of the, the way he cut that team ready to, to finally overtake Dallas. So it's a big week and we've gone through all that kind of stuff. But now we have this particular game and I wanted to dive into the X factors for this game. And let's not get this twisted. This game is a swing game for the entire season for the Eagles. There's a lot to go from here. If the Eagles win or lose, it doesn't mean this this thing is, is definitely going to go in that particular direction. But it is a big swing game. You look at some of the numbers in terms of if they win this game versus they lose it, their chances to be the number one seed, their chances to win the division. I mean, the Eagles are minus 250 right now over at Fansville to win the division. Cowboys at 2-1, to playing a plus 200. If the Eagles win, they will be prohibitive, overwhelming favorites to win this division, even with five tough games ahead of them, including in Dallas later this season, because they'll have a significant lead on Dallas at the midway point of the season. If the Eagles don't win, I think Dallas will be... Maybe not the favorite, but you know it'll be pretty close to a coin flip, I think, by the time we get to Monday morning. That's how much is on the line here. Either really put a wedge, a big wedge, between the Eagles and Cowboys in this division, or all of a sudden, it feels like it's close, and maybe the game in December will determine it. So I've got five X factors here. Tucker will join in a few minutes to give his thoughts on this game and what he thinks is going to determine. But I've got five X factors that are going to determine who wins this game Sunday and really what the Eagles need to do to beat the Cowboys, who are not great but they're very good and I actually think they're one I I guess they've had two ugly performances one explainable in, in San Francisco one, not in Arizona, but it's overshadowed what they've done in their wins. I mean, they, they remind me a little bit of Buffalo, but in the NFC, they have a big knockout punch. Like the, the Cowboys are, are capable of losing to anybody. Obviously they lost to Arizona. They're capable of looking bad. Buffalo does this all the time, the way they play, but they're also capable of, of delivering knockout punches. The way they took out the Rams last week, the way they took out the Patriots, the giants, the jets. I know those teams aren't very good, but the Eagles lost to the Jets. The Eagles almost lost to the Patriots. So like, it not, doesn't mean because you're really good, you you beat up bad teams all the time. The Cowboys can. So it's a very interesting matchup. Eagles more consistent and just, you know, you could predict them week to week. But the Cowboys knockout punch is one of the best in the NFR. So five, five X factors that will determine this one. Number one, and it's been an X factor for the Eagles all year, and they've overcome it a lot. I don't think this is the week they overcome it. It's turnovers. So... Eagles have turned the football over way too much this year. Jalen Hurts turned over way too much. Sloppiness, silly. I mean, just the kind of turnovers that normally will cost you games. They haven't yet, except the Jets game. They will if they do it against good teams. Dallas is obviously a good enough team. But this is kind of the, the matchup where the other side, Dallas, is good at this. The Eagles are not very good at this. The Eagles don't take the ball away very much, especially through interceptions, only four this year. And they give it away a good amount. So Dallas has only lost 7 turnovers this year. That's fifth best. Eagles have lost 13 uh, have 13 turnovers. That's 23rd, right? So Dallas is top 5 in uh, you know turnovers they've had. Eagles 23rd. The Cowboys have forced 13 turnovers. So they're top 5 in that. They've forced a top 5 amount, they've given away a bottom 5 amount. That's really good. The Eagles have forced 10 turnovers. So that's bottom half of the league. So the turnovers have been an issue for the Eagles all year. They haven't been for the Cowboys. And this is the one to watch out for because every time we talk about Jalen Hurts, it's like, well, some of those have been tips. I mean, Swift ran the wrong route. Got her, had the ball popped out of his hand. And that is totally true and totally fair. I don't think all of Jalen Hurts' turnovers and his interceptions have been on him. That being said, there's, there's a way we could do this probably a little bit smarter than just raw interception numbers. You know, pro football focus tracks, turnover-worthy plays where you've really made a mistake or you've put the ball in harm's way. It doesn't mean it actually is a turnover. I mean, it could be a tip ball. It could be caught by A.J. Brown because he's just so good. But it's, it's, it's a turnover-worthy play. So Dak Prescott has the 27th most turnover-worthy place. He really has to put the ball in harm's way a year after doing it a lot. He did it a lot last year. This year, not so much yet. Jalen Hurts, the 11th most turnover-worthy place. He's put the ball in harm's way more than he we're, we're used to. And it's led to some interceptions, some he's gotten away with, but that's one to watch, the turnover situation. So far, the the kind of the MO of these teams is the Eagles turn the ball over, don't get it back, and Dallas does a turnover and they take the ball away. That obviously is a big key. All right, my, my second big one this week, and that's going to determine this, is continue to do what the Eagles have been doing all year, which is throw the ball over and over to A.J. Brown. So, Dallas has actually gotten by without Trayvon Diggs. They have a young corner who has three touchdowns this year, which is ridiculous. Um, interception returns, he's scoring on defense. He's filled in and he's done a nice job. I, I think they've gotten away with it. They've almost replaced Diggs with another Diggs, which is like this high variance, you know, turnover machine kind of corner. So it's not like they are barren at corner. But he, here's the reality: Gilmore and what they have across the board at corner cannot match up with AJ Brown yet. Dallas plays man coverage more than anybody else in the NFL. I mean, they let it happen. 47% of the time, they're in man. No receiver in the NFL has gained more yards in man-to-man coverage than A.J. Brown. There's not a corner I've seen so far in the league this year. Maybe, you know, maybe Sauce Gardner, but, but obviously that game was a little bit different with all the turnovers, and uh, he only stays on once. He actually didn't play in that game, excuse me, but only Sauce Gardner. I think at his best healthy could cover AJ Brown right now. That's how good he's been. And he kind of has the body to do it, but Dallas doesn't have those guys. So the way I view this is just keep throwing the ball to AJ Brown. Just keep throwing the ball to AJ Brown. Is there going to be a mistake at some point in there? Yeah, maybe McGill Gilmore picks one off. I wouldn't stop doing it though. Just go to AJ Brown. He is along with Tyree kill, the most dominant wide receiver in the NFL right now. And good things happen. He has 432 yards against man this year. I think how many receivers probably in the NFL right now barely have 432 yards for their season or like that's their season. He has that just against mad coverage. Throw the ball. Whenever Jalen Hurts sees one-on-one, he's just look over to A.J. Brown, nod to him and say, let's go. Whether it is a slant, whether it is a throw down the field, whether it's a back shoulder, whatever they want to do. Throw the ball to A.J. Brown because Dallas doesn't have the one-on-one guys that could stop him, but they're probably going to play one-on-one anyway. So number two is just keep throwing the ball to A.J. every time you see one-on-one coverage and it's, it's a really big one here, is, is obviously the pressure that Dallas can get up front. And can the Eagles offensive line be better than it has in recent weeks? So this blew me away. Over the last three weeks, the Eagles have allowed more pressures than any team in the NFL. And I know in that, you know, the Jets were part of that. And so was Washington's front, a very good front. And they just traded away Young and Sweat, but they were there for that last game. And even Miami's front has the players with Phillips and uh, the linebacker long that was getting after it that night. So it's not like they've faced bums the last three weeks, but I can't remember a stretch in recent years, I guess 2020 when they all got, you know, the, the offensive line got banged up, but I can't remember a stretch in the Sirianni era, 21, 22, 23, where three weeks in a row, I saw a nugget or a stat out there like that, that they had the most pressures allowed in the NFL. That's something. And I think part of this is Cam Jurgens. The drop-off to Opet has been significant, you know, perhaps Lane Johnson off, you know, coming back very quickly from getting banged up against the Jets and then playing against Miami last week. Maybe he hasn't been quite himself out there. Dickerson has a lot more pressures this year than almost he did all of last year. He hasn't been quite as good in pass pressure. Whatever it is, they got to get it cleaned up because what we're watching right now, and we saw last week, is a Jalen Hurts that is not himself. He's not able to fully move the way we're accustomed to. So you just think about this matchup. You think about Micah Parsons and that array of pass rush talent they have around Micah, but it's obviously he's the guy. If they're pressuring Hurts at a high clip and he can't move, it's not going to go well. I mean, they have speed rushers. Micah Parsons is the speed rusher in the NFL. You know, Jalen, even if he's going to grit and bear it and move, he's not going to be able to run away at the state he's in right now from these guys, especially from Parsons. So, you know, those, uh uh-oh, pressure's coming. And Jalen can move out, get back to the line of scrimmage, throw it away, make a play, run for four, run for two, whatever he usually does. That might be a three or four or five yard loss on Sunday if they don't keep the defense, you know, honest there with the pressures. They have to keep Hertz cleaner because you know, that's what's to way too many pressure the last couple of weeks. All right, two more, and we'll get Tucker's thoughts on on this game. So my last two keys to this one. And it's weird because I I know they scored so many points last week, and they probably could have scored over 50 if not for the fumbles within the five-yard line. But they have to be more balanced this week. I, I don't think Dallas, you look at their passer rating allowed, their top five in the NFL, talked about the interceptions they create, the pass rush they can create, the Eagles' offensive line issues. I don't think this is the week to line up and throw the ball 40 times. I, I know they did it last week. I know Hertz is throwing it really well. I mentioned the A.J. stuff. Obviously, there's They're going to throw the ball a lot. This is the Eagles. But I I think they're playing into Dallas' hands if they line up and say, eh, we're not going to run it much this week. We can't run it. We're struggling to run it. Let's just throw it 40 times. I don't think that's a recipe for success against this Cowboys team right now. And you think back to last year when the Eagles beat the Cowboys here in Philadelphia, they were balanced. They ran the football. They ran it right at Micah Parsons. I thought it neutralized him. It kind of took him out of his pass rush. So the Eagles have gone away from the run and hasn't been efficient, but they've also gone away from it for the past month. This feels more like a week where they have to be balanced. And my final one, the final X factor of this game is how are they covering CeeDee Lamb in the slot? CeeDee Lamb's having a really good season. I, I think he's fallen under the radar nationally. It's weird. He's on the Cowboys because obviously, you know, we know what Justin Jefferson's hype was coming to the season. Tyree kills having an all time year, AJ Brown having now what looks to be an all time year, and then there's other receivers that pop up, you know, here and there that make big plays. But Lambs had a good season. Twelve catches last week. They put him in the slot a lot. I think almost half of his targets have come from in the slot. Roby didn't practice yesterday. You know, who's playing slot corner this week? That is a major question for the Eagles. You know, are they going back to the Sidney Brownwell, Josiah Scott? Could Bradbury move there? They're going to put they're going to put CD Lamb in the slot, and how the Eagles handle that he's going to go a long way and determine who wins this football game. Tucker, this is a big one. I mean, I, I know the Eagles have bigger fish to fry than just the Cowboys, but this one really determines whether this division is effectively over or the Eagles are going to be in a dogfight to win the NFC East this year.
0: Yeah, so we kind of look ahead to the next six games. Winning this one might be the most important, right? Obviously, I think people want to get revenge on, you know, the, the Chiefs and you want to beat up on the 49ers again after the whole offseason, but Beating the Cowboys in this one really takes the pressure off, I think, for the next four or five. Or if you go, say, three and two instead of four and one, you're not necessarily shooting yourself in the foot. And I think the biggest issue in this game comes down to turnovers. You look at the games. The Cowboys have won big. Like the first two weeks of the season, they, they forced seven turnovers. And those two blowout wins where they looked like probably the best team in the NFC a- at that point. Last week against the Rams, they forced a turnover. I think they had a, a kick return for a, a touchdown as well, or at least to, to set up points. And you kind of look at it, I think they're fourth in the NFL right now in, in turnovers forced. I mean, they've been very opportunistic, and you combine that, the fact that Jalen Hurts hasn't necessarily taken the ball, taken care of the ball as well as he did last year, and that's worrisome to me. Like, I, I don't think if the Eagles don't turn it over, they're, they're guaranteed to win, but I, I do envision a scenario where if they do the, turn the ball over twice in the first half, They can let the Cowboys jump out to an early lead and they can be playing from behind most of the afternoon. And hey, when you play against Washington or or some of these other teams, that's okay. But Dallas is talented enough where if they are spotted, you know, a a 10 point lead in the second quarter, they can take advantage of and they can run away. And the Eagles might not have a chance to to come back in a situation like that. So the turnovers to me, I, I think, are the biggest worry heading into this game.
1: Yeah, they feel like it. I mean, that and it's been all year. Even even when they win, the, I mean, the Eagles have I saw a stat last week that when they're plus 1, you know, when they're on the positive side, they almost never lose. That you know, never never lose under Sirianni and hurts. And even when they're minus 1, they have a pretty decent record. Minus 2, minus 3, minus 4, obviously it was Jets game. That it's it's kind of ridiculous to think they'll win the game, but even minus 1, they win. Uh you know, or at least it's it's uh, better than most teams when they're in the minus 1 category. It, they have to really turn it over to to effectively lose. And I wish I could sit here and say I feel like the Eagles are going to play a clean game, but they really haven't played clean games. It, and it's been all sorts of ways, mostly through the passing game. Obviously a couple, you know, been some bits of fumbles here and there last week with Gainwell and then Swift, but that's it. And and Tucker makes up a good point. That's how Dallas kind of delivers the knockout punch. Because they take the football away and they I and mean, they also score with it on defense, which I mean, the kid they put in a corner for digs, he's had three touchdowns this season. I mean, they score when they take the football away. Look, there's a lot of X factors that go into this. The Eagles are home, they are favored, they have been the more consistent down to down team compared to the Cowboys, especially on offense. It's about doing the things smartly in this game. If the Eagles play smart football, they're gonna to get to eight and one because Dallas will will make a mistake or not be able to convert a big moment in the game. But if they make mistakes, I mean, we're going to have a race in the NFCs. It's going to be fun. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday afternoon. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. And uh, look out for NFL Picks Pod coming up on Saturday as well. Give my five picks for the NFL for week number. I can't believe we're in the midway point of the NFL season already. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's Dallas Week. We'll talk more about it coming up, of course, reacting next week on the, on, um, the Midday Show and, of course, WIP Daily. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing.